Welcome back to another episode of the Love in a Cottage podcast. I'm your host, Paige Geidel, and I'm so glad that you found us. We are a community of creative Christian women in their 20s, and you are invited to be a part of it. Each week, I invite a guest on the show to chat about all things marriage, motherhood, homemaking, small business, and following Jesus. I hope this show feels like you're hanging out with your friends at your favorite coffee shop and that you leave feeling encouraged, understood, and inspired. Let's dive into today's show. Hey y'all, hope you're having a great week so far. I'm so excited that you're back, or if you are just joining us for the first time, then welcome. This week's episode is with Valerie Metz, who you might know on Instagram as Mama Folk. Valerie is a creative, an entrepreneur, a wife, mama, and follower of Christ. She and her husband, Zach, have been married for eight years and live in Southern California. In this episode, Valerie and I talk about what the early years of marriage were like for them and what she wishes she would have known. We also chat about the beauty and struggles that come with an interracial marriage. You guys, Valerie is so much fun. I loved our conversation and I know you will too. Here's my conversation with Valerie Metz. Welcome, Valerie. Thank I'm you. so excited that you're here. <laughs> <laughs> Always like to just start off by kind of sharing a little bit about how we connected. Mm-hmm. And it's fun because this is the first time we're meeting in real life. Mm-hmm. And you're like my motherhood muse that I follow Aww. on Instagram and just oh, love <laughs> seeing what and how you share. And I think for me, like, becoming a mother during COVID and just not really having like a community of moms I've really found community on Instagram Mm -hmm. and like really love looking up to other moms so thanks for Mm -hmm. just like sharing your life (laughs) thanks for having me yeah so can you just start off by telling us a little bit about who you are what Mm -hmm. you do your family Mm -hmm. yeah so my name is Valerie I'm 27 years old. I'm turning 28 in a few weeks. <laughs> I live in Costa Mesa, California. We live two miles from the beach and we absolutely love it. My husband is an elementary school teacher and I'm a wedding photographer. And then I do like some personal Instagram stuff on the side. So I feel like I guess a job description would just be a creative. <laughs> um, and then we have two kids. We have Hendrix who's our three-year-old. And then we have Rio who's going to be one next week. Yeah. So, yeah. So fun, man. Yeah, it's been so fun to follow Rio and her Mm -hmm. little life because Mm -hmm. I remember when you were pregnant with her and totally just like relating her and Flora since they were born Mm -hmm. just a couple months apart. Wow, turning one. (laughs) I know. I know. I'm a mess. I like, I don't know how I feel about that. (laughs) (laughs) I totally get it how moms would talk about time flying. Yes, totally. It goes so fast. I feel like it goes faster with the second one because you're so Mm -hmm. busy with the older one like and just kind of taking care of like a million other things where like with your first you're just like every day every second you're just like I just want to like soak this in so I feel like that's why it's like harder for me with Rio turning one I'm like no that went by too fast yeah you're not like watching the milestones yes exactly yeah it like hit me last month I was like oh wait shoot she's gonna be one like really soon yeah yeah I remember with Hendrix I was like Every week I was checking milestones. Okay, so let's go backward a little Mm -hmm. bit in time. Tell me how you met your husband, Mm -hmm. just a little bit about y'all's story. Yeah, so I'm going to try to summarize it because there's a lot to it. But (laughs) long story short, we grew up in the same small town. We're both from Victorville, which is the high desert area, kind of passing like Wrightwood and Big Bear. 
and we didn't go to the same school. We went to rival high school, so we kind of knew of each other like throughout high school. And then I actually dated one of his best friends, like just for like a hot minute. Mm -hmm. And then once I graduated high school, I just did not want to stay in our hometown. So I moved down to Orange County with my best friend. And I had just gotten out of like an on and off really heavy and bad relationship with my ex. And I was like determined to be single for a while. And then I was randomly on Facebook and I saw... They had just released that like feature like the people you may know uh-huh. and my husband Zach like popped up because we had so many mutual friends and I was like oh this is the Zach that was like the best friend of the guy that I like quickly dated and I was like oh he's so cute and I was like stalking him <laughs> and my best friend was like just add him like you're already obsessing over him and I'm like okay but it's kind of creepy like we don't know each other and she's like no guy's gonna think a friend request from like a cute girl is like creepy. <laughs> so he ended up adding me super quick and instantly messaged me and was like, hey, you look so familiar. I noticed we have a lot of mutual friends in common. And then pointed out that I'm a musician because one of my pictures had like, it was a picture of me playing the guitar. And so we bonded over music. And then ever since that like night he messaged me, we've been talking since then so like and here we are like seven years married so yeah so kind of Facebook but also like through other people in a weird way so Mm -hmm. yeah I love that (laughs) so how old were you when you guys like started talking when we first started talking I was 18 I was like fresh out of high school Mm -hmm. was he the same age he's two years older than me so he was 20 yeah okay Mm -hmm. and then what was the process like of I guess, getting engaged and getting married. Because you were married at how old? I was 20. Oh my gosh. I was 19. You're in good company. (laughs) How did you guys make that decision? Gosh, I I literally don't even know how to answer that without it sounding like such a basic generic answer. But like, I knew, like I just knew in my gut and I was a little hesitant in the beginning because I had just gotten out of that on and off relationship with my ex. And so... I like my intentions were to be single and to like live in a new city with my best friend, like make it like our journey. And then like this guy just kind of like popped out of nowhere on Facebook. And so I feel like I kind of hesitated at first because of my intentions in the beginning. But then I just like literally fell in love with him. We got engaged after four months of dating. I love and, that. <laughs> and love we that. like literally did not know each other at all. Like I'm just like, how was my mom okay with this? But I think like with our families and friends, like being okay with it was like confirmation for me to be like, okay, like this is good. Like if he was like a sketchy guy that like no one around me approved of, then I would like question it more. But yeah totally (laughs) wow I love that so much I mean our story is kind of similar Mm -hmm. like we did know of each other Mm -hmm. we went to the same high school he's four years older okay but we got engaged after five months of dating and then married six months later that's amazing when you know you know yeah exactly and I think that is so cool to hear you say that because I've had a couple people ask or just like conversations with friends like people do say when you know you know is mm-hmm. that true and mm-hmm. in my experience and I know the experience of so many other people it is totally like having that peace just really yeah yeah that's like the that. perfect word is mm-hmm. peace it's like because I didn't want to romanticize anything I wanted to be extra careful but I did feel so much peace so okay so tell me a little bit about I know we've talked on Instagram about like your culture and just Mm kind of like how that interacts with marriage but 
I even love how you said we didn't even know each other that well mm-hmm. because I feel like John and I are kind of in this phase right now, mm-hmm. especially like in the thick of being new parents. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh, we thought <laughs> we thought we really were like the same person yeah. and we're going through this process of realizing oh, you weren't like this when we were dating. Mm -hmm. Like, we have changed so much already because Mm -hmm. we are in our young 20s and just getting to know each other. So Mm -hmm. I guess what were those early years like for you? And then also talk a little bit about your culture and how that's affected marriage and stuff. Yeah, so I feel like... I I feel like I can't even remember because it was like (laughs) 10 years ago almost when we started talking But I feel like because we got married super young, like, looking back, like, our first year was just full of, like, petty fights. Just, like, trying to, like, not only figure each other out, but, like, figure ourselves out. Like, I always describe my early 20s as, like, my puberty years of, like, adulthood. Like, I was just transitioning into so many different things. And so that alone is hard. And then when you're doing it with someone else who's also going through the same thing, it's, like, okay, like we really have to bear with each other. But I, so I ended up going to therapy my first year of marriage because there's just other stuff that I hadn't dealt with from high school and just growing up. And so I'm really glad that like, I just was, I guess, self-aware enough to make those steps to get help. And, and so I'm an Enneagram three and my (laughs) husband's an Enneagram eight. And so like, we're both very like, bold and powerful like personalities but like one of the big things that we have in common is like we always strive for growth and we always want to be challenged to be a better person so I think that that works out naturally for our relationship and so yeah just getting like the help when we realize we needed it and just like having kind of like a third party like kind of mediate not that our fights were ever like out of control or anything and then we actually lived in Iowa for our first few years of marriage no yeah way. from oh Kansas gosh. so um, kind of the same yeah. place but my husband went to school out there okay. and so I look back and that was like a really hard time in my life for just because I it was my first time living outside of California and being away from my family and my friends but I'm also so thankful that we did it because we had so many other friends our age who are also newly married and so like it was really cool doing life with other people in the same season as us so yeah. wow I cannot picture you in Iowa oh my gosh <laughs> it was funny it's adventure. like yeah it yeah. was great two years was like enough like long enough for me and I'm like okay we need to move back to California yeah so. <laughs> that's so funny it's so true what you say though I mean I think about if we lived in Kansas I can think of probably five couples off the top of my head mm-hmm. where like just getting married young is mm-hmm. so much more common or yeah. accepted yeah. and living in Southern California. Mm-hmm. People are like, what are you doing? Yeah. Are you your life away? Or like you can't afford it out here. Like as like a, yeah, he was in school and I had just dropped out of college because mm-hmm. I just didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And I'm like, there's no way we would have been able to afford like living out here, you totally. know? I also love that you shared, thank you for sharing about therapy mm-hmm. because I know that's such a hard like first step and I feel Mm -hmm. like I people are probably going to get tired of me talking about this but Mm -hmm. my husband is training (laughs) to be a therapist and we started going last fall and it's been so amazing Tuesdays at 1 p.m are like my favorite time of the week because Mm, 
like you said, having a third party is so helpful. Mm-hmm. And gosh, it's so humbling. And I, mm-hmm. it just like has saved us, I feel like, already from so many hard yeah. things. Yeah. I really wish and, and hope that people will begin to normalize, like mm-hmm. talking about the early years of marriage mm-hmm. being hard. Mm-hmm. And I know it's not that way for everyone. And I like don't wish that on people, yeah. but I think I really struggled with comparing myself yeah. to like these other young married couples on Instagram mm-hmm. and being like, wow, they all look so happy. Mm-hmm. And like, why, why is it so hard for us to just like figure out really basic yeah. things and yeah. be on the same page? And so I think just talking about how those early years can be hard for some couples is mm-hmm. so helpful. Yeah. So yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Okay, so talk to me a little Mm -hmm. bit about your cultural heritage. Yeah. I love how you share about, I think your mom is from Brazil. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. And your dad is from Mexico. Mexico, yeah. Okay, so, Mm -hmm. yeah. (laughs) What, I guess, has that been like, just really wanting to, like, incorporate your heritage Mm -hmm. in, like, teaching your children, but also like with your marriage yeah what is that like yeah it's a lot and we're still learning <laughs> it's a loaded question. <laughs> yeah. but um yeah so my mom was born in brazil and then she quickly moved to peru where my grandma's from okay. um and then my dad is from mexico and i would say that like growing up i would identify more with peruvian culture just because my aunts my mom's sisters are out here mm-hmm. and my grandma And my dad never really pushed Mexican culture on us. I don't know if it was, I'll have to talk to him about this sometime, but I don't know if he was just kind of embarrassed. Like he, there's some words that Mexicans use. You can kind of tell where someone's from or what their culture is by the words they speak or like how they speak in Spanish. And so it's so interesting. And so my dad, like, I guess didn't talk like a Mexican. I'm throwing quote fingers up in the air for those listening. (laughs) And so I would identify more with Peruvian culture, which like even with Hispanics out in California, I still don't feel at home with them because the culture out here is predominantly Mexican. And it's so funny, like when I see other Hispanics like in the store or whatever, like they don't think I speak Spanish and then they're like talking and then I'll answer in Spanish and they're like, wait, what? And then they know like I'm not Like, I don't look Mexican. They're like, where are you from? Like, you don't... So, I don't know. It's like, I feel like I'm on this, like, constant journey of, like, discovering who I am and, you know. So, I feel like the biggest thing culturally that's kind of not necessarily a struggle in our marriage because we are working on it, but just, I guess, that we're more aware about is my family is really close. Like, I talk to my mom almost every day. We FaceTime each other. Even if we had just seen each other, we're like, okay, I'm going to FaceTime you. I'm going to talk. And my husband is so, like, he will never get over it because he, like, maybe talks to his parents, like, once a month. And then even, like, growing up, he didn't see his his aunts and cousins a lot. Like, it was, like, okay, twice a year for the holidays and that's it. And I grew up, like, with my cousins as my sisters. I have eight other girl cousins. And we would fight like we were sisters. We would, like, hug each other. And, like, we're – and even now we're, like, all super close. Mm-hmm. And so I guess like the family dynamic is so different for us. And even now that we have our own family, like we're just trying to figure out like how, what we want to incorporate from my culture, from his American culture, like with our kids. And so he, I think he does enjoy being able to see family a lot and just realizing like, oh, family helps out a ton. Like anytime we want to get away, my mom is so quick and open to be like, yes, let me take the kids. So yeah, I think he's warming up to the idea of like, 
family is everything. So, mm-hmm. wow, <laughs> yeah, I love I love hearing about that, and I think it's something that you really do start to think about once you have kids. Kind of analyzing like your family's mm-hmm. culture and their way of communication and their yes. way of doing things yeah. because. My mom and I talk every day. I call oh, her like almost every day oh, also. So and, and and it is hard as far as like everyone just has different ideas of boundaries and, mm-hmm. and what that looks like. But I love that so much, especially like you having your cousins and mm-hmm. just like your aunts and uncles. I think that's so special. And that's something that we really like desire for mm-hmm. our families that's to cool. have that that level of closeness. I'm an only child. So oh my gosh. I always <gasps> dreamed of like, you know, I guess having lots of babies. Yeah. So that's what we're working on. Oh my gosh. <laughs> having all the babies. It's but. so fun. I mean, I only have one sister, but like my grandma would babysit all of us growing mm-hmm. up because all of our parents had to work. And so yeah. it was wild in the house, especially with girls. Like, so my son is the first boy in four generations by blood. So when we found out he was a boy, it was the biggest deal. And even now he's like treated like the prince of the family. (laughs) And so, but it was so fun growing up with like women. Like we're all like myself, my sister, my cousins, we all have such like bold personalities that Mm -hmm. it's like kind of chaotic, but also we're like really close because of that. So. So what do you feel like is one of the bigger challenges that you and Zach have walked through in your marriage? Yeah, I feel like, honestly, I think the biggest thing has been, like, our sex life. Just, like, especially because, like, we're Christians. Like, him and I, unfortunately, like, had other relationships and, like, you know, have Mm -hmm. lost a part of ourselves because of that and those decisions. And so that was the biggest pusher for me to go to therapy your first year of marriage. I just, there were so many triggers from my past and, like, his past, too, that were just, like, coming back that we knew we had to deal with and confront. And I, like, Christian culture sometimes, like, damages this whole, like, sex idea where it's, like, stay pure until marriage. And then it's, like, okay, but then what? Like, once it's okay, then what? And so I have, like, a close group of friends now where we just, like, openly talk about it. And I think that that's so helpful because, like, I don't know why people don't talk about sex more often. As a married couple, you know, it's, like, you go through seasons where it's like, it's great. And then you go through other seasons where it's like, oh my gosh, like I feel like so like far from you, you know? And so anyways, that has been the biggest thing. And it's just like, I guess we've grown in a way where it's like, okay, we're able to like actually talk through it, not just like talk about it and just Mm -hmm. be like, this is what I need from you. And this is what you need from me. Mm -hmm. So that's been the biggest thing. And I feel like other things have just been like expectations in general. Like when we first got married, I had expected like, oh my gosh, we're going to wake up every morning at the sunrise with our coffee and Bible and just like read it together. And that honestly has never happened. (laughs) Like, so just like the expectations of what a Christian marriage between a husband and wife will look like and just like yeah, being transparent and just being like, this is what I need from you in a spiritual sense Mm -hmm. and allowing my husband to experience God and his relationship in a completely different way than I do and just finding like middle ground in that. So yeah, I feel like it's, it's been a work in progress. (laughs) Okay. What is like the biggest, I guess, joy or like one of your favorite memories that you guys have had in your marriage? so far favorite seasons favorite season well we have I feel like I have two one is right before we got pregnant 
because like my husband was working an actual adult job and not just like bartending throughout college like he was before like this was our first time like having a consistent income and it was like I was able to pursue and do photography full-time without needing to work another job and so we went to Europe that year we like literally went to four countries in Europe and like lived out of a backpack and there's just so many memories from that experience alone that I treasure and even before that we went on a mission trip to Africa we just both felt like it was something we needed to do as a married couple before our family grew so I'm really thankful that we did that and there are a lot of lessons learned from that and I think my second season is now like even though it's COVID and we're like needing to stay at home it's like really with two kids it's just been so fun it's been so wild and exhausting but really fun to just like see our son have a little sister and play with her and watch her grow and all these things and just learning to be present throughout COVID like you know, we are both like on the go, like Zach and I both like to be out and like we like to go through experiences together. And so cutting down on that and forcing to stay at home has really taught us and showed us like how to be present. So this season has been really good. Gosh, what has that been like with his job as a teacher? Yeah, <laughs> it's been fresh. Like the beginning was obviously really frustrating because everyone was just trying to figure out like how to be a human and stay at home and kind of have your identity like stripped from you. And he takes a lot of pride in his identity. So it was really hard in the beginning. And I feel like now he's kind of gotten like a little rhythm down, but he teaches out of the garage. Like we live in like a two bedroom condo. So space is pretty limited, but I think he's been enjoying it now because he'll take like 15 minute breaks, like for the students and he'll come in and quickly play with the kids and, and then like, go back to the garage when he's done. He'll like come in and heat up his coffee. So I think he likes having the flexibility of staying at home, but he's definitely over it. (laughs) Oh, I can't imagine it's like awesome that he does get to have those breaks Mm -hmm. with the kids and like kind of be home, but also having the the pull of two Mm -hmm. young kids. Okay, tell me a little bit about your transition into parenthood. How old were you? you became a mom and was that planned just like what was that like (laughs) for you guys so definitely was not planned (laughs) we were very surprised and it's a good thing that it was unplanned because I feel like I I had so many insecurities going into parenthood or and just being a mom and it was like to the point where I would like look and make this is so bad I would like make fun of other women who like just had their family like not in a bad way but like just like oh my gosh I'm so glad I have my freedom and I get Mm -hmm. to do this and that and my identity was in my freedom and that's not necessarily a good thing and so I kept pushing the idea of having kids off I was like oh we'll wait five years like I had my whole five-year plan set up (laughs) and it was really humbling to like get pregnant on accident and it was really hard like during my pregnancy like emotionally just having all the different transitions which you might relate since you guys like live in California you don't have family close but just like the transition of all my relationships like I had my stable group of girlfriends who like weren't moms and were newly married and I'm like oh my gosh they're not gonna want to hang out with me anymore because now I'm gonna have a kid and so which honestly is like a great thing and I'm learning that like relationships don't have to be like I don't know, like... They're, like, for different yes, seasons, yeah, right? Like yeah, you friendships can, are seasonal. Yeah, yeah. it's hard. It's yeah. hard. I'm like, these people are going to be in my life 
Forever. Forever, yeah. And I'm like an all or nothing type of person, which is so dramatic. So it was really hard, like, kissing those friendships goodbye, kissing my freedom goodbye. And But it's been a really good thing to also, like, be forced to, like, actually, like, have priorities and to find a life-work balance and to, like, love being a mom and also, like, not feel guilty if I love to work, too. So, I don't know, I feel like... I'm constantly learning a lot and everyone keeps asking me like, oh, is it easier from going to from zero to one or one to two kids? And I'm like, oh my gosh, one to two, hundred percent. Like I feel a lot more confident. I feel a lot more put together and just like, I know who I am. And yeah, so the physical work of having two is a lot harder, obviously, but like, I just feel like I'm, I'm in such a better mental state than I was when I got pregnant with my first. And I think I was... 24 years old so I was like I mean I wasn't as young as you are but I felt so young at the time I was like oh my gosh so yeah and I felt like at that time my friends my only friends who had kids were like in their 30s and so like that was really hard too where I'm like okay there's no one my age that has kids Mm -hmm. or is pregnant and like yeah it's so sad I feel like I was robbed like I let comparison and like just completely rob a lot of my joy like my first year of being a mom and so I'm just that's been something that I've been like telling myself like with Rio like this whole year just like just enjoy it like if you know relationships change it's fine if things change it's fine so that's so good I I really struggle with comparison a lot and that's Mm -hmm. something I've really tried to be intentional about because like with the milestones of babies or whatever it's like you know she's almost nine months and she's not crawling and she's really Mm. small but like she's fine I know she's healthy she's loved it's okay she will crawl and she will walk and she will talk and Mm -hmm. all the things but it it is so hard yeah especially when you're going through it for the first time and you're Mm -hmm. like wait what's normal what's not and I definitely relate to struggling with like thinking of friendships as Mm -hmm. seasonal because I'm such a committer and Mm -hmm. I'm like no like we're committed to being friends and definitely struggled with that fear of people not like inviting me to things anymore wanting to hang out anymore because I have like a nap schedule now that I have to work around and so yeah there's a balance but it's hard to find Mm -hmm. that for sure totally okay what is one thing that you wish you would have known before you got married <laughs> hmm. or a few things what comes to mind I feel like kind of backtracking to the sex conversation like I wish I would have known to just like it's okay to talk about it with other people like it doesn't have to be this like thing that like oh we don't talk about this yeah and I wish I would have just known how to be flexible with like life you know I'm such like I guess not so much anymore but before I'm just like such a routine and schedule type of person that like having kids and having a spouse like completely like changes that so yeah I wish I would have just learned to just go with things and be okay with that you know totally what excites you for the next couple years like what are you dreaming about right now I know you're three so you always have goals and dreams (laughs) (laughs) okay so I have a lot of dreams and goals (laughs) professional and just like whatever but I some dreams I would love to start a podcast too and just talk about like it's so funny because I was looking for like Hispanic or like Latina podcast and like I they were either all in Spanish which is fine like I'm fluent in Spanish but just like 
being Hispanic, but also being American. Like, so I feel like I want to be that person that kind of talks about that more and being in an interracial marriage because there are so many good and also very, a lot of challenging things about being in an interracial marriage. And so I think it'd be cool to start a podcast and just talk about all the things. And then I feel like to, well, we're actually in the process of fostering. So, this yeah. Gets me excited. <laughs> Tell me more. So, Tell me yeah. Me. So, we start we begin the foster process this summer actually, and COVID was actually like a huge push for us to just do it because we noticed that a lot of just because my husband's a teacher, he's had to make those calls to CPS um after noticing like visible signs of abuse in the home or just like neglect. And so we were just talking about like, whoa, it's so crazy because everyone is home and everyone is angry. Like anger is a secondary emotion. And so the one that comes before that is fear. Everyone's scared. So some people are reacting in anger, which can lead to emotional abuse or physical abuse. Anyways, that's just been a huge push for us to just do it. And like, even though we live in a small house, like we'll figure it out. And I like, I want my son, like now that he's at that age, he's going to be four in February. He's like making memories. And so... I want him to like look back and just remember like I guess I hold I'm like processing this out loud right now. <laughs> I guess I hold the idea of relationships like they're seasonal and that's fine. And so I guess that's something I want to teach my son is like some people are in our lives for a short or a long amount of time and that's totally okay like when that time is done. And so with fostering that is a huge thing. It's like you have this child for a season and that's it. The goal is for them to be back at home. And so I think just having that will be a good lesson for all of us to learn. My husband was adopted and so him and I have always like talked about some type of adoption or fostering for a family in the future. So yeah, so we, there's like a few things that we need to do in like to officially get placed. And so I feel like we're so close to just like getting started on everything. It's been a wild season, but it's also been like so freeing to like, not have expectations, just waking up every day like, okay, who knows like when we'll hear back from a social worker or whatever. So that's like the biggest thing for our family. And then I think other things, I sell vintage on the side. So it's so been cute. really fun to just do that. Just like, I love thrifting. It's like so life-giving for me. So yeah. just seeing where that takes me. That's so much fun. I love that you guys are just going for it with foster care. I think Thanks. that's incredible. And I have a couple really good friends who are so inspiring. One of them fosters a teenage boy who's only like 12 years younger mm. than they are, I think. Wow. And then our siblings actually are in the process of adopting oh a one-year-old girl through foster care. So wow. definitely something that we would love to do in the future. And so I cool. just really love to encourage like mm -hmm. everyone to look into it and to to deeply consider it, especially in the christian community and so yeah i it bums me out when i hear so many people who are like wow good for you i could never and like even though we haven't been through it yet like this is just the beginning i'm just bummed when i hear people say like i could not handle it. it's like it's not about us mm -hmm. you know it's like right. It's about them, and if the goal is for them to be back home, then we need to support that and, like, work on a good relationship with their families. And so I feel like I'm we're both going into it with the expectation of, like, this is not our child forever. And that's, yeah. I think, like, such a big part of it, especially, like, we've talked about seasonal relationships, and, mm -hmm. and I love that you're going into it with that expectation mm -hmm. because I think 
it can be so easy and, and I know this would be my tendency so that's why I'm trying to process through a lot of this before we are in that season mm-hmm. to foster because I, I think it can get dangerous when it's like trying to fill a void within totally. yourself and like make it about you mm-hmm. and like we really want this child for our family but it really has to like be turned into thinking about serving them and taking Mm -hmm. care of like their family and their needs Mm -hmm. and just knowing like you can't control the outcome Mm -hmm. and they might not be with you forever, which Mm -hmm. I know I haven't walked through that and I'm sure is way easier said than done. Mm -hmm. But yeah, but I love that you guys like have that, that mindset. Okay. So we're going to do a couple rapid fire questions just to wrap up. What are three things you've been loving? Okay. I've recently been running so, which is so funny because I like actually hate cardio and I hate running, <laughs> but I wanted to push myself to love it. I'm like, okay, I don't have to hate it. Like, let's just try it out. So that's been really life-giving for me. And then the sun, honestly, like it's been kind of cloudy. Like we've been getting that like ocean gloom. And so anytime I wake up early in the morning and like feel like the sunlight hitting me, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like it's just it's amazing like I honestly know it's gonna be a good day like as soon as the sun hits my body and then the third I feel like it's been well I know you're watching The Bachelor tonight I okay honestly (laughs) I thought about saying (laughs) I thought about saying The Bachelor but that's like so I guess it's not stupid but um it's just been a fun thing because I feel like okay I feel like in an odd way it's like (laughs) unifying a lot of people because there's been so much division lately so like I love watching The Bachelor and then like looking at all the memes online or just I don't know I feel like people are finally being unified by something like yeah Tasha's the best bachelorette or like oh this guy sucks send him home so it's just been like a light thing that's been happening in a really heavy year no that's so true I think we all need those Mm light-hearted things to bring us together and that's why I think people started decorating for Christmas in October October, because they were ready we we didn't start until like mid-November but yeah yeah, I think that's so true people really do like they are hungry for that totally. unification and that yeah. lightheartedness yeah I love that <laughs> how can we as a community be praying for you I feel like just like patience and wisdom like within the next year like since we're coming on a year of being in quarantine I'm just like trying to be as self-aware as possible just knowing that we've grieved a year of a lot of expectations or of an idea. I feel like the theme of this whole conversation is like expectations, yeah. but yeah, just grieving like a whole year, like the things we thought we were going to do as a family. So just like patience, like since March is coming up, which is wild, like what the heck? <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. And then wisdom, just like within the next year, there's some, we're just, my husband and I are just talking about like transitions and like buying a house potentially and all these different things that's like kind of scary because it could either work out great because of COVID or it could either just like not happen because of COVID. So just a lot of patience and wisdom. (laughs) And where can people find you? So I only do Instagram because I cannot handle (laughs) anything else. My Instagram is mamafolk with two M's because one M is taken by this sweet old lady that I've messaged and like offered to buy the username from. But I feel like now I have to I commit to the two M's because yeah. I'm like, whatever. So yeah, that's that's about it. I don't really do Facebook or 
anything so cool yeah valerie thank you so much for joining us yeah, on the show thank you Yay. thanks for having me <laughs> thanks for listening to another episode of love in a cottage I'm so grateful you decided to join us today and I hope you're going forward in your day feeling encouraged, understood, and inspired. If you liked today's episode, I'd love to encourage you to share it with a friend. You can also screenshot this episode and share it on your Instagram stories, which will help more like-minded women find our show. Speaking of Instagram, while you're there, why don't you go ahead and follow us? We share content there throughout the week about the show and it's a great way to connect with fellow listeners. Our username is at Love in a Cottage Podcast. And if you're looking for more connection, you can also join our Facebook group, which is linked in the show notes as well. There are weekly episode discussions, and it's a great way to find friends and listeners who might be in your area. And finally, if you'd like to support us further, you can simply write a review on iTunes. You guys, what this does is help other like-minded women find the show. Your support means so much to me. Thank you again for listening, and I will see you back here next week for another episode.